Welcome to Just One More Story by George Walters, a weekly podcast that starts things off with A Slice of Life, which covers unique and interesting stories that are inspired by true and personal events. But it doesn't stop there. Following A Slice of Life, I take one story from a collection of many and share it with you. So, if you're looking for that special something to start or end your day, you're in the right place. And the great part is, you can listen to all my podcasts for free, anywhere, at any time. So with that, let's get started. Hi folks, thanks for joining me here today. If you haven't listened to one of my podcasts before, you've been missing out. But don't get upset just yet, as there are many more available other than this one. And if you listen all the way to the end of the podcast, I'll just tell you where they're all located You know, there's always two sides to a story. The first is me writing and telling it. The other side is you listening to it. For over 30-some years, I have written stories for newspapers, magazines, radio stations, and believe it or not, even a few TV shows. And as much as I enjoy writing them, I found that I enjoy reading them even more. Why is that? Well, I'm glad you asked. You like doing that, don't you? Anyways, well, the reason is that with reading them, I can now put my own personal touches and feelings to each word, and in doing so, I feel it makes the story just that much more interesting. Not that my books aren't good, too, but I feel when I read them to you, as I want them to be heard, you, the listener, gets to know me a bit better. And hey, what could be better than making a few new friends? would also like to say I make a few mistakes from time to time throughout the story, and some have even asked, George, why don't you fix them mistakes? Well, I kind of think it would take the originality out of the story as kind of shows I'm a human. But besides that, I do like to annoy folks that think everything has to be perfect. Is there any other reason why I like writing and telling stories? Well, I suppose you could say, It's because the listener, you, are sort of like me. And hey, I'm the best. So, since I'm in a good place right now, feeling good and highly caffeinated, let's get into the story I've lined up for you today. I hope you enjoy springtime. You know, folks, when spring arrives each year, I have to tell you that I am sure ready for it. I have also noted that the older I get, the more the cold bothers me. Leaving the farm and moving to the north was sure a change of a lifestyle for my lovely wife and I. Oh, sure, we have been to a lot of different countries, but when it comes to nature and beauty, we have found that there is nowhere better than our own backyard. My wife says that she can never get enough of the beauty from just walking around our property or looking out any one of our windows. I have to agree with her, as I wouldn't hesitate to say that we do have one of the nicest pieces of properties in our area. And that's not just bragging. And you know, there's just something about living here in the North that gets a fellow's blood to flowing. You could say, it makes a fellow want to get out of bed every morning. Not that I don't enjoy going to bed too, as I do. I enjoy all the seasons, actually, not just spring. Summer and fall are just as nice. 
But when winter hits, I have to say that I'm sure glad I'm heating with wood. I don't believe you could ask for a better heat, especially for aches and pains that might arise from getting a touch older. Now, I'm saying a touch older. I don't want you folks to get to thinking I'm over the hill or something like that. But let's get back to spring. I had a friend of mine one spring call me saying, Jordan, I saw some turkeys that were fanning out in the field by the house this morning, along with some wood ducks, starlings, and robins. It seems to me that they drop by for a visit about the same time on the 8th of March every year. Temperature don't seem to bother them, though, as it is 24 degrees here this morning. So I would have to say they know something more than I do. Of course, the talk wouldn't stop there, but that gives you a drift of how different folks think about things when it comes to spring. In the temperature department, and you have to remember he's talking Fahrenheit, not Celsius, when he says 24 degrees. You know, I never switched the metric when it came to Canada, and the reason for that is simple. I just liked it the way it was, and figured there wasn't a good enough reason for me to change. Some people even went as far as to say that I act like I was upset of what our powers that be pushed upon us. Well, to be frank, it's not an act. One of the first things on the agenda come spring is that as soon as the snow is melted, I have to get picking up all the branches that has gotten broken off our trees around the home. We do have a lot of trees, mostly pine, and man, they can get quite messy. Things like that bother me for some reason, and I can't just let something lie around if it needs to be picked up. I always remember my old dad saying one time while we were out for a walk, If you come along something that needs doing on your travels, do it, George, as it will save you steps in the coming days. Every step you take uses up energy and wastes time. It's true, too. An example would be I could be heading out to a garden at the back of the house and seeing something lying on the ground that shouldn't be there. Instead of just passing it by, leaving it for later, I pick it up and, well, I got two jobs done for the price of one. Sometimes I might even get three or four things done up with just one walk out to the backyard. You know, I have used that piece of wisdom a lot throughout my life, and I am sure glad he shared it with me. But then again, that is what dads do, right? Also, come spring, I usually have a pile of sawdust from cutting up firewood lying around or working in my shop. What I like to do is mix it with some well-rotted cow manure or any other compost I might have. I don't usually use it the first year as I found that sawdust has to have time to break down. You should also know that only certain kinds of shavings or sawdust are good for gardens. Maple, basswood, and ash is a few of my favorites. Walnut, chestnut, or pine should never be used as far as I'm concerned. Some have said that they have had good results, though, using it for a year or so, but then problems started to rise and with things not growing right. So, for myself, I just don't use them. Well, maybe I shouldn't say I don't use them at all, as they are good for putting around trees or in gardens other than vegetable gardens to keep the weeds down and mice and things away from girdling the bottom of the trees. And in some cases, it looks good, too. 
Red and white oak now isn't too bad, but for me to use it, it would have had to be rotting for around three or four years and then mixed really well with some compost. I have also found that it pays for a person to think a wee bit when it comes to farming, gardening, and things, as in doing so it can save you a lot of grief. My old dad always said, that is what the, th- that is what the thing on s- that is sitting on the top of your shoulders is before. Then, there are some that say gardening is expensive. I say, well, for some I suspect it is. For my wife and I, though, most of our expertise, or I should say expense each year, is given back in the fall by selling a portion of our produce to others. But even if we choose not to sell, all them healthy meals and preserves that we made from our gardens saved us handing out a lot of extra money to buy the produce to make them, especially throughout the winter months when things double in price. Thinking back, I remember renting this one farm that had a lot of Bartlett pear trees on it. It had been let go pretty bad with the trees not being trimmed or no fertilizer, meaning manure, added to the soil for a lot of years. It took a lot of planning, hard work, and advice from my dad, but in two years, you know, them trees were all brought back to where they were producing hundreds of bushels of fruit. I did that a lot throughout my life, taking old farms and bringing them back into productivity. I don't know why, really, other than it seemed that when I came upon a farm that had been just let go, it would be as if something told me to take it under my wing, so to speak, which in a lot of cases I did, bringing them back to the way a farm should be. The farming world of today has been complicated in my eyes, and in doing so, I think it has put a financial strain and burdens on farmers themselves, which in turn causes all kinds of problems. For myself, all through my farming days, I honestly never ever had a brand new tractor. Just didn't seem right spending all that money. I always figured there was plenty of good old used ones out there that with a wee bit of work would do the same job as a new one. And I have to say, I did that with a lot of things. It kind of made me feel good, too, knowing that I could fix or make something work from basically nothing. So, to sum things up, I do feel about feel bad about the way things have gone with farming over the years. I wish things would have worked out differently for the better. I also know that a lot of folks in power are saying they are sorry about what has taken place. But as my old dad always said, being sorry doesn't get things done. It sounds good, but that's all that's as far as it goes. Finally, some have asked me why I get so upset about what our powers that be are doing or should say have done over the years when it comes to farming. Well, you know, that is a hard thing to answer, as there have been so many things that have taken place over the years while I farmed that it would be hard to pick just one thing. But I guess if I had to choose just one, it would be, hmm, no, that wouldn't be it. Let me think here for a second. Well, I think it would be best if I told you a short story that took place in Florida one time while my lovely wife and I was at our cottage. 
we were out browsing the countryside when it happened to when I we happened over here a young government official that was talking to an old farmer saying to, saying to the old timer your methods are too old fashioned i'd be surprised if your apple trees would produce even one bushel per tree with that the old farmer he scratched his whiskers a bit and said you know sonny i'd be surprised too as these trees you're looking at it are orange trees. I don't think any more needs to be said. That's it for today, folks. But before I go, I would like to mention that all my stories are also available in books. We have seven books to choose from, and each book has over 50 short stories. The titles of the books are One More Story, Moments in Time, Paths We Choose, Times Changing, Keep Turning Pages, Join Me in the Garden, and Nature's Gateway to Health. All of our books are available on Amazon.ca or Amazon.com, in ebooks or paperback. If you would like more information regarding my books or podcasts, you can email me at any time at stories at keepingnotes.com. I'll say that one more time, stories at keepingnotes.com. I'll get back to you. You can also listen to my podcasts on Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, CastBox, The Walters Post, and Google Home. Just say, hey Google, play Just One More Story by George Walters. And if you enjoy my podcast, share them with others or tell a friend. In doing so, it will help me make more podcasts for all to enjoy. And finally, I would like to thank you all for listening. And don't forget to tune in every Friday for a new episode of just one more story by George Walters.